Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, February 23rd, 2024. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got some news. Chuck Schumer is in Ukraine. Number two, tensions are hot between the CHC and the White House. And number three, the punch up. Outside groups are struggling as funding for the Affordable Connectivity Program dries up. All right, let's get to it. TJF everyone on this recess Friday. We've had a week of just AM newsletters with both chambers out. Uh, and we have some news here this morning by Andrew Desiderio came in to uh, your phone. If you're a premium subscriber on text overnight, uh, some news. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer arrived in Ukraine Friday morning, making him the highest ranking congressional leader to visit the war-torn nation since then-Speaker Nancy Pelosi's trip nearly two years ago. Schumer and his delegation arrived in the western part of Ukraine. He plans to hold meetings with President Volodymyr Zelensky and Ukrainian military leaders. Of course, if you zoom out, Schumer's visit comes at a very critical time for Ukraine, the Western Coalition, and Congress. The Senate passed a foreign aid package recently that includes $60 billion in military and economic assistance for Ukraine. But there's no clear path for that legislation in the House, where opposition to make to more money for the embattled U.S. ally has been growing. This uncertainty dominated lawmakers meeting with foreign leaders at the Munich Security Conference last weekend, where Andrew was reporting from. Schumer's trip, which was in the works for several weeks, coincides with the two-year anniversary of Russia's full-scale invasion into the country. The Senate's approval of new Ukraine funding undoubtedly gives Schumer a boost, especially as he looks to put pressure on the House. Andrew sat down with Schumer ahead of the visit, and he said his goal is twofold. Schumer wants to reassure the Ukrainians that America has not given up on them and also try to persuade his colleagues back home, particularly Speaker Mike Johnson, to move swiftly on an aid package. Other senators on the trip include Jack Reed from Rhode Island, Richard Blumenthal from Connecticut, Michael Bennett from Colorado, and Maggie Hassan from New Hampshire. They all went wheels up Wednesday afternoon from Joint Base Andrews. When asked about it not being a bipartisan delegation, Schumer noted that Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell only took Republicans with him when he visited Ukraine in May of 2022. Some House Republicans have traveled to Ukraine more recently, including Intel Committee Chair Mike Turner. Interestingly, Schumer noted that Americans are asking a number of questions about the war, including whether Ukraine can actually defeat Russia in light of recent battlefield losses. This has been a fixation of those who oppose new aid for Ukraine, arguing that the United States is simply funding a bloody stalemate. The trip is also a big moment for Schumer personally, as we've written. He wasn't deeply involved in foreign policy during his 40 years in Congress prior to becoming Senate Majority Leader, a position that comes with high-level intel briefings and an international profile. I feel a real passion about getting the aid and going to Ukraine, Schumer said. If not now, when? This is the moment. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. We've got tensions flaring between the White House and the Hispanic Caucus over the border. The CHC is still upset with the White House for excluding them from border security talks on Capitol Hill. Now, as the Biden administration considers executive action to mitigate the migrant crisis, those tensions are bound to get a lot worse. President Joe Biden, desperate for a win on the border in a presidential election year, is weighing 
using executive action to restrict asylum claims. But that comes amid growing strains between the White House and CHC members who have warned Biden not to give in to hardline GOP demands on border security and immigration. Mika Solner is reporting for us. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez accused Biden of mimicking former President Donald Trump, calling possible new asylum restrictions outrageous. In a statement, the CHC said Biden's consideration of using executive power to restrict asylum is unbelievable. CHC Chair Nanette Berrigan asserted the group wasn't briefed or consulted on any White House decisions. All right, so tensions are high, and this has been coming for months. The backstory here is CHC members remain angry at the administration for snubbing them in the Senate border talks. The lawmakers argued it was unfair for there not to have been any Hispanic or immigrant representation at the table. Berrigan even raised the issue at the House Democratic retreat, typically an event meant for party unity and cheerleading. The group was also rebuffed by Biden after requesting a meeting with him in December. CHC members plan to request another meeting once they issue their executive action recommendations, likely next month. The CHC also is venting frustration on Mayorkas. Of course, that's CHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. And that bubbled up in a meeting with him, including about nine CHC members on January 31st. Before that, the caucus had only met with Mayorkas on the supplemental, August 17th and October 25th. Those meetings were described as status updates rather than efforts to consider members' positions. Representative Juan Vargas, the Democrat from California who called the Senate proposal abhorrent, said there's still widespread frustration. We are not happy with the administration right now, Vargas told us. The White House did not respond to our request for a comment. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning from our punch-up equity coverage. Congress is facing yet another government shutdown threat next week. Meanwhile, key advocates are scrambling to ensure marginalized communities don't fall through the digital cracks. But so far, the effort doesn't appear to be working despite top Democrats and administration officials raising alarm bells about the expiring Affordable Connectivity Program, which is used by 23 million U.S. households. Internet connection is not a luxury. It's a necessity, Representative Frank Pallone Ranking member of the House Energy and Commerce Committee told us, as of now, several sources told us it's unlikely the program will receive an influx of new funds in the upcoming spending deal to keep it going beyond April. To that point, the FCC stopped accepting applications earlier this month in preparation. The nonprofit push earlier this month, more than 100 organizations wrote to House leaders and top appropriators, urging them to prioritize passing legislation to extend the ACP But that effort to close the digital divide goes far beyond the pandemic-era program. The program certainly has its advocates like Pallone, but also its skeptics, including GOP Senator Ted Cruz from Texas, ranking member on the Senate Commerce Committee. Cruz and other top Republicans have questioned the program's effectiveness and argued it's an inflationary impact on broadband prices. We will continue to follow this issue as part of the Punch-Up's ongoing equity coverage on digital equity. One other quick thing before we let you go this Friday, we are very excited to announce our newest member of the team, Kaylin Epps. Kaylin is joining us as a digital producer. She was most recently at Stanford University's Graduate School of Business as a communication coach. A New Jersey native, Kaylin is a graduate of Wake Forest University and Stanford University. Also, 
we are hiring a lead engineer. You can check that out on our on our site where we post all of our jobs as well as LinkedIn. Super excited to be hiring for that position. So if you know somebody in the field who is a tech savant as well as interested in journalism, media, and the fourth estate, would love to hear from them. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like The Daily Punch, please share it with your friends. Put it out there on social media. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also go deeper on everything I talked about and more, including the Punch Power Matrix. And this AM's Friday edition, usually reserved for premium subscribers, all it takes is an email. Just use that. Go to punchbowl.news and you'll get on the mailing list Monday through Friday. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe.